Welcome back to another episode of the Friends from Far Away podcast. I am your keeper for this session, Keegan. And last time on Friends from Far Away, we got into some trouble. Bryn and Daniel were in the abandoned library, and they ended up getting chased out by a troll. They fled through the town and ended up in the town square outside of the Antlered Archway Park. And they saw that Jake was about to get into trouble from a troll. Uh, Daniel went ahead and confronted Jake where, while Bryn led one of the trolls away into the forest where she saw another one was making a beeline for the same park. She cast a spell to momentarily distract the troll ch chasing her to go after the other one. And Daniel was able to talk, talk to Jake and learn that he and the other members of his group, they were just trying to, to do their best to do a couple of harmless pranks, but it looks like things got out of control when Sydney decided to take it upon herself to up the antics a little bit. And Deborah, you were held captive inside a, a warehouse by Samuel and Sydney. You tried to break free, however, you were unsuccessful multiple times on your plans to intimidate them or talk reason to them and thus you leveled up which we'll get to in a little bit if and when that becomes relevant but for now let's go ahead and jump back into it deborah you are back in this warehouse the two were still bickering and arguing that jake hasn't come back with the book yet you were sitting there seething in your own anger, rem reminiscing about the good old days from the late 60s when you were the prime, you were the alpha. People feared you just from looking at you. And you were remembering this, and now you, you've gotten punked by some kids a few times now. What are you going to do about that? Deborah's been seething on this for a while, and she just can't help but tap her hand. She taps her nails down, click, click, click. And she's thinking about how back in the day, people had nightmares after looking at her. They had nightmares and they would go to insane asylums because it was just so bad. And she continues tapping. And now she is tied up by a bunch of kids that don't know what they're doing and don't know what they're messing with and will ultimately just end up ruining this town for it if anything and she just gets more upset and she starts tapping and while she's doing so she's listening to see if they say anything um, or if they do anything are they doing anything they haven't really changed much they're still arguing about jake and whether or not they should go look for him or what to what to do at that point they did snap to attention as they heard a roar coming from outside nearby. Alright. And I'll say you recognize the the roar as that belonging to a troll. But this one sounds bigger. Okay. Wow, it seems like y'all suddenly have a problem here, huh? Seems like someone's maybe betrayed you. And she taps and seeds. And on that last tap, Deborah uses Matt is going to try to use magic to create a ripple effect and it's just going to be a ripple of pure heat okay so you're rolling to use magic to make it hot in this warehouse to make them uncomfortable that's correct yes i hate this world it's a seven. <laughs> oh my goodness it's a seven on a use magic that means 
it works imperfectly. You choose an effect and I choose a glitch. So you were wanting to make them start getting uncomfortable. I think you've more than done that. I also think that it is going to go ahead and cause you to take one harm ignore armor as the glitch that happens with this. Okay, I am at four harm. I think you wanted us to let you know. Um, At four harm, you're still good. You just have some, maybe some wounds you've been ignoring up to this point that you now realize at that last kick that kid gave you was a little bit, it hit something that maybe wasn't supposed to be hit. But you, this just adds to your fuel for the time being. And you're, it's fine you're not being held back actively at this time. Any more damage to yourself will probably start causing more issues, though. But for now, you're fine. It's not unstable or anything like that. So you're able to keep on pushing forward. So you went ahead and used this magic. You made it hot in this little storage room. What are you doing now? The kids um, are beginning to notice this, and they turn to look at you as they, as you mentioned that they're starting to have contentions among themselves. What, what do you mean by that? Well, don't you know <laughs> There's a monster out there, and chances are it's coming for you. But hey, who am I? I'm just the crazy town kook, aren't I? Well, of course there's a monster out there, but we don't need to worry about that monster. We, we're we protected against it. Yeah, yeah, Sydney gave us these... We have these pendants that, that keep us safe. And what so, does it keep you safe from? Only a troll or any other type of monster? What What do you mean? And that's uh, Sam speaking up, and he's paying a little bit more attention to the words you're saying than Sydney is. I mean, are you only safe from a measly, weak troll? Are, are you saying that there's there's something s- stronger than, than trolls out there? Well, yeah, there are things your ancestors feared. There are things you still deep in your heart fear. And those things might just be a little bit closer to you than you think. And at this point, Deborah's going to um, emerge. <laughs> She's going to turn into the moth woman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Excellent. This is this is good. This is good. I'm gonna. You're not even gonna roll for this. It's successful. What <laughs> okay, you just did. Thank you. So <laughs> you were making. You were making. <laughs> you were making. Uh, Sam, freak the heck out at your words that there's something stronger than trolls. And Sydney was ignoring you. And then they have no choice but to listen to you as you say that raw line and break out of your bonds in the full form of the moth woman standing before them. And as you're standing there in your true form in front of them, what do you say? Just as your ancestors did, now you're going to fear me. I am worse than a troll, and I know for a fact your silly little markings aren't going to protect you from me. So pick, what are you going to deal with right now, that troll or this? I'm out. And Sam leaves. And Sydney and him, they just throw open the little sliding door and leave the lot there. You're able to go ahead and follow them. You're not tied down anymore. You are able to go outside and into the night, cool night air, and we are going to cut away from you and back Agent Mayfield. Daniel, 
You have just reached out to the side because there was a troll charging towards you. You absentmindedly reached out, grasping at nothing in the air, and suddenly you're holding this... Well, actually, why don't you describe what your spear looks like that, you, that you've grabbed, how long it is, and if there's any runes or anything like that inscribed on it. Okay, what is this? Okay. Ah, it's a, it's a almost, almost a six-foot... Six Spear, six foot spear, great. Got these markings. What, what, what is this? Norse, Norse, Norse runes all over the spear. It's silver. It's okay. Okay. This is normal. This is uh, this is just another Tuesday. <laughs> oh. And there's a troll. <laughs> As Agent Daniel, you're contemplating this spear that you're holding. That's like you said about. How, how many feet long is it? About six feet. About So you're holding this six foot long spear in front of you, and you are freaking out at the implications of where the heck you pulled this out from when there was nothing there for you to grab onto. And as this troll's getting closer, you effortlessly find yourself twirling it above your head, spinning, pushing Jake to the side behind you, and thrusting it into the side of the troll. Please roll to kick some ass. With advantage. How much advantage? All of the advantage. You are now, I'm gonna, you're at full power, so any pluses or modifications you can add to this, go ahead and do so. But when okay. I say with advantage, that just means 3d6 yeah, yeah. and the highest two. Okay, so tough with uh, d6. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, this troll is not going to have a good time. So I rolled two sixes, and that's a plus two on my tough, and a and a that's three harm. Uh, for my silver holy spear. Oh my gosh! Okay, so you rolled a base twelve plus yeah a a, a nat twelve plus, plus what two plus okay. a two a two plus tough. Okay. So that's 14. So that's a 14. So you get to for sure take one of these extra effects. You gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, plus one harm. You suffer less harm, minus one harm, or you force them where you want them. Um, can I force this troll into its own grave? <laughs> <laughs> that depends on how much damage you do. That'd be very difficult, but for this, I like the thinking, but no, I don't I don't think any of you have enough juice because this is the biggest troll and it is okay. slightly bigger. So it does have more health than the one you guys previously fought. So I don't okay, think any of so, you can physically do enough damage to it in one shot. Okay. So I will gain at advantage take 1 plus. So when it says 1 plus forward, was that plus forward in what? Uh, plus forward is for your next action against this, whether it's kick some ass, read a bad situation, whatever. You roll 2d6 like normal, and then you add one automatically to that. That is what plus one forward means, and you can either take that for yourself, like story-wise what this means is you stabbed it to the troll, and it's bleeding, and you see that weakness, and now you stab that to kick some ass again in the future, and you get a plus one on that roll, or you give that to another hunter instead. I will take the advantage and take plus one forward. Okay, so on your next attack or action against this thing, you're going to take plus one to your roll. What is your damage calculation total, though, with this spear that you've summoned out of the ether? Well, it, I'm not even sure if it 
works because it's the te the fine print of smite says my unarmed attacks are to harm intimate hand messy so i'm not even sure if it counts i'll give you an option your character can either choose to do smite normally with like your hands against anything or against in particular things of the norse slash nordic brand you can have that plus two for all attacks i can only choose one of those options yeah, either it's for your unarmed against everything or against things from Norse mythology. You can just bing, bam, boom, destroy with a plus two every time you take I... a attack roll against them, basically. I think I'll keep the normal smite. Okay, okay. In that case, so you do the three damage and it's your, your spear is silver, we have established, which means you do some undetermined amount of extra damage. Oh. It depends on the creature. Oh, so I can't even write that down. Okay. No, you cannot. Um, I will let you know this. You did take a meaty chunk out of this troll, which did not appreciate being kebabs on the side like you just did. That was your first action. It got to take a swing back at you, though, and you took... Yes, you're going to take two harm from it hitting okay. you back. I am, However... I am dying. Wait. I, I'm... I'm on the dying box. Okay. So you are going to need medical attention after this. You've taken some harm from that. However, you... Mm, do you have I a thing... I have divine armor. That's what I was going to ask. So what does that mean? Please so read that. I, so uh, you also get divine armor, which is one armor holy. It has a, has a look suited to your divine origin. That's it. it that, that's all it says. So with that, I'm going to say you went ahead and as it hits you, you see it kind of recoil. Um, so that armor does soak up one of the damages. If you did not do that already, please do so now. And then did you have any other armor? No. Uh, well, no. No. I, ju I just have that um, divine armor. I don't okay. have anything else. Okay. Nope. That's fine. Um, so... It's you soaked up one of the harm done to it though, and it looks like it hurt itself hitting you from that glistening armor that's appeared around you. And you look down and you notice it's not doesn't seem to be actually physical armor that's appeared around you, but as you're holding onto this spear, it looks as though this semi-corporeal lines have appeared around you in the form of vaguely Nordic armor, like scale mail type armor. Yeah. Is adorning you. And you have, like, this helmet of, like, silver light around you, basically, that's causing you to shimmer in the, in the night, in the night air. Nice. Yes. And it is still your turn, and J it's your turn again, and Jake is still here, and he goes, what the, what, what, what the heck, man? What, what's going on? What? Oh, shoot, what are you? <laughs> and Jake's kind of freaking out at you. The troll is still here. It is facing you. It... <laughs> is breathing heavy and you look at that gouge that you put through it with your spear and it you ripped out a, a nice chunk of its side <laughs> okay uh, so uh quick response to jake questions for later right now we got a bigger problem uh, all righty man uh, uh what do you, you want me to do <laughs> not die just stay protected stay hidden where I can find you. Okay, bye. And he just runs off into the night, <laughs> away from you in the park. And 
you fit, turn to face the troll again, and we are going to cut away from you. And the camera turns and zooms back to the south side of the park where we see the second troll emerging from the trees, as well as Bryn chasing that second troll, which was chasing the bigger troll to the location where Daniel is. Bryn, you were chasing this second troll. What do you want to do? I want to make it think that it's running through water and it can only run like half its speed and try to go in front of it to get to Daniel before it does. Alrighty, I'm going to let you go ahead and try to do this. Please, you... Roll, roll magic. Roll magic. Eleven. That is a complete success. I'm going to go ahead and let you do this. The tr troll has effectively slowed down, and you are able to run ahead of it and get to the park first, where you see Daniel facing off against a bigger troll. But something strange about him. He seems to be glowing with this. Do you want to? Would you like to describe the aura given off by you? Because Bryn can definitely, with her third eye, see this magical energy that's crackling off of you, Daniel. Wow, Daniel, I knew you weren't just normal. There's another one coming. What do we do? What? Oh, 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 hi, yeah. Um, so wait, hold on. There's another one coming? There's another one coming. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's running slow right now. Oh, oh, But oh, there's another Good. one coming. Um, I'm not exactly in the best shape right now. Um, could you heal me? Okay, do I have enough time to try and heal him? I think you do have enough time to do that. So you're able to run up. You guys are having this brief uh, reunion of, wow, you're a special person. Yeah, I know I'm a special person. Cool beans. Heal me. And you can try to negotiate with your magic to heal him. Go ahead and roll use magic to do I'm, so. I'm going to be very annoyed if it's a lull roll and it just somehow kills me. I already rolled. It was a 10. A 10 is going to be a complete success. So you go ahead and do that and heal one harm from an injury or cure disease or neutralize a poison. So you are able to heal Daniel for one harm. Go ahead and mark that off of your sheet, Daniel. And we're going to go ahead and cut back away from you guys, and we are going back to Deborah. You take a nice big whiff of that evening air and you look around. You are in your full monstrous form. You see the two teenagers are running away from you. And you see them heading towards the antlered park in the middle of town. And you hear the growl of another troll in that direction. And you see, distantly, a bright silver light of some sort in the middle of the park. Alright, um, Deborah, yeah, is just gonna take flight and go there. And she's actually going to be chasing after Sid Sydney was there, right? Yes. She's gonna be chasing after Sydney to try to swoop her up. <laughs> okay, um... Roll act under pressure for me. Oh, I was hoping it'd be a tough. <laughs> I feel like that's kicking some butt, but okay. Oh, if you're wanting to do harm, then go ahead and kick some ass, I guess. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just have a better modifier for that. Oh, thank goodness. It's a 12. Cool. So with the 12, <laughs> you do what you seek out to do and you don't take any harm. I think this equates to her turning around, screaming, and punching you, the moth woman who swooped down out of the sky to yeet her into your clutches. And she's screaming and punching you. It's doing zero harm to you, though. And you get to add one of the following effects. Gain the advantage. Take plus one forward. Give plus one forward. You inflict terrible harm. Plus one harm. You suffer less harm. Minus one harm. And you force the- or you force them where you want them. Okay, uh, really quick. What does, like, plus- 
plus one forward mean? Uh, so basically it's a, a plus one to your roll. You, now you can give a plus one to your own roll or give a plus one to someone else's roll. Oh, okay. To your own roll next turn. Okay, um, just because my character doesn't really know what's going on with y'all's characters, I'm going to do the gain it the advantage for myself. Um, don't want to metagame too hard or anything. And then while I have Sydney up in the air, can I do a thing? Yes. What are you wanting to do? Um, so I'm flying with her and in a deep kind of growling voice, I just go, I'm not going to try the voice. It'll be horrible. But in a deep growling voice, I just go, what was your plan? What did you expect out of this? Okay, so you're trying to interrogate her in the air right now. Yes. Are you doing a Batman thing? Oh my gosh, Batman does do this in one film, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Wow, where is she? Where is she? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So you are suspending this teenager in the air, and you're holding them dangerously out over just dropping them and what exactly are you asking her i'm asking her what was your plan what was the point and she responds with what what do you mean there wasn't really a point we were just trying to we were just trying to prove that we could do whatever we wanted there's no consequences i put me down do you still believe there's no consequences i don't know what to believe anymore let me go! Okay, this might go terribly wrong, but I'm worth to take the shot, okay? Uh, <laughs> if I can't do this during this turn, um, I'd like to kind of intimidate her. Um, so she said that she still doesn't know if there's any consequences. So I'm going to have my character say, well, how about this? And, you know, I'm going to like drop her, but try to catch her last minute. <laughs> Understood. This is definitely going to be an act under pressure <laughs> okay but i have the plus one right yes you do have a plus one on going for this so it's no longer a negative one <laughs> dear god please work. it's an eight and eight equals seven to nine the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome hard choice or price to pay Alrighty, i think as you're dropping her you realize you're dropping her right in front of a security camera. So your hard choice is going to be, you can catch her, but if you do, you're definitely gonna be on that security camera because we've established, and it is canon, both in this and in the real world, Jackson Hole has live viewing cameras. It's live, oh, okay, so that's... Here's my question. Uh, they know the Moth Woman would be real, but they wouldn't know who the Moth Woman is, right? True. However, she has been trying to keep a low profile. Yeah. And and read only this. Is, <laughs> is there any way to get maybe the more magical person in this group to be able to just erase that from the feed? Or is that just a role that can never happen? That would be a big magic to erase not only the feed, but like the memories of anyone who saw the feed that day would be a big magic. How about instead of the moth swooping in to save her, how about the magic lady just uses magic to float her down you guys have your own issues that you're dealing with with the trolls well, in I front have of my you own, i have my own issue i'm not sure if the magic woman ha has her own issue well Brynn is right next to you remember she just healed you up she healed me but 
can I can I even see this happening? I don't think I can. I think I'm more worried no. <laughs> about one troll on one side, the other one coming up on the other one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Mimi, you're on your own. Okay, so it's either let her die or get seen. Yes. Can we cut away to the rest of them while I'm making this decision? Yes, we can while you make that moral decision. Thank you. Also, you said probably one of the rawest lines I've ever heard before dropping this human being of, do you think there aren't consequences now? And then let them go, which is pretty savage, I must say. (laughs) So we're going to cut away from that as you're deciding whether or not you're going to catch and save this human who has put other humans in danger and has killed other people. Wait, this is one last question. Um, sorry. I I just dropped her. I'm not in the feed right now, but if I go lower then I would be in the security camera view. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, then but go back also, to the Also, how did this random girl just fall from the sky is another thing that'll be fun for people to figure out. Okay. <laughs> Cutting away from you and your moral dilemma, we find ourselves back in the park area of Jackson Hole, where we see Daniel and Bryn are being surrounded now by two trolls, one incredibly larger than the other, and they're circling you guys slowly. And what are you going to do, Daniel? Um, uh, I'm going to roll um, attack. Okay. Um, how are you attacking them? What are you What are you wanting to do? I want to kill the, the troll that's already wounded, and I want to attempt to stab it in the eye. Like, just, pl- like, just plunge the spear right into the eye, into the brain. Cool. Gotcha. Go ahead and try to do that. Roll to, roll to kick some ass, please. And I still have that plus, that plus one, so... Yes, plus one ongoing. <laughs> Or plus one forward. <laughs> so I rolled an eight. That's a plus one to the forward roll. And so that'd be nine and then plus two for tough for my tough skill. So that's eleven. Eleven. You get to choose an extra effect, which is gain advantage, inflict terrible harm, suffer one less harm, or force them where you want them to. Um suffer uh less harm. That means with your holy aura and that suffer less harm, you don't take any damage from this attack, but you do go ahead and successfully stab this into it, and let's see how much damage that would be. That's three base, so that's one, two, three. Plus the silver. Plus your silver. So as you rear back your spear, you look look at Bryn, give a nod, thanking them for healing you up a little bit. They made you feel a little bit better. You take a running running start as the troll's running towards you. You leap into the air, spear above your head, and bring it crashing down, spinning the, the corpse of the troll into the ground as you deal a deadly blow to it by stabbing it through its eye and pinning it and its brains into the ground of the park, getting no damage done to yourself. Cool beans. Yes, and what do you say as you turn back and look at Bryn, who you see there is a troll behind her charging her now. Get out of the way! And with that, Bryn, it is your turn. What are you doing? Uh, turn around, see the charging troll. I'll leap and duck and roll on the other side, and I want to cast a spell um, to make it think it has something stinging it. So it's going to try and stab it, but just stab itself. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, magic for that. Nine. A nine on magic. I 
believe that is going to be an imperfect. So that would be you get your effect and also a glitch. And I think the glitch this time, you've been doing using a lot of magic recently. You're going to take one harm, ignore armor. As you do this, you just you create a shadowy figure that uh, goes and like is clinging onto the troll's back. And as you see it like dig in and scratch the troll, it turns around and like grabs at the shadow and as it grabs the shadow you feel yourself ugh, take a little bit of damage from that so you take one harm ignore armor okay and with that it is gonna be daniel's turn again what are you doing now Ooh. okay here is a question using the excuse of instincts could i throw this is it if i were to throw the spear and it hits the t the troll would it be possible to basically summon it back? Or is it just a normal spear that I have to go and grab? I think you would be able to throw the spear and have it return to you as part of like your action. But I think it could only return if it was like a complete success. If it's not a complete success, then I think like it gets stuck somewhere or it just gets like batted to the side if the attack isn't successful. It's only in one turn that I'm able to retrieve it. Yes. On a complete success. Yes. And then if it's okay. far away from you or something like that, I think you could use your turn to like act under pressure to try to zip or maybe even use magic to try to zip your spear back into your hand, Mjolnir style. All right. So I, I'm going to stick by my choice of throwing my spear. And I guess that's under attack. Yeah, that would be a roll to kick some ass. Okay. So I roll, um, I, the, the told, all of it combined together, that it would be a six. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So that's a failure, which means yeah. you mark experience. Yay, my first experience. Your first one? That's your first fail? Yeah. Woo! Made it almost through the entire <laughs> first chapter of our story it hasn't failed a single role ladies and gentlemen but it's all right you're now part of the losers club and you're on your way to leveling up someday <laughs> in the meantime i failed twice and this is his very first one. yeah <laughs> I leveled up twice and this is my first fail. i've leveled up twice so i failed 10 times <laughs> man Daniel stays in his comfort zone. You know, he doesn't push the limits or try to go above and beyond what he knows he's not capable of. Speak So, this time is not one of those moments. He thought he was in the groove of things, acting instinctively, and you, uh, I think, after stabbing that, one, that first troll, get up, look around, you see Bryn in the distance with the troll coming towards her, and you look at your spear and just kind of, and throw it. But it was less of you giving in to your instincts at that time. It was more of you as Daniel trying to throw the spear. And it didn't go as far as you thought it could. <laughs> and it just kind of falls to the ground in between you two. And it's going to have some serious consequences in the form of Bryn getting hit. So Bryn, you get hit and you're going to take a nice meaty two damage as the troll backhands oh. you and throws you backwards oh. what are you going to do okay well i only take one harm because of my my armor nice um i'm gonna use my magic to force back the damage at him 
with Big Whammy. He slapped me, I'm gonna slap him back. Gotcha. With a shadow hand. Okay, so you just do two damage, ignore armor, correct? Yep, if I hit. Eight. An eight is going to be a success, and you inflict harm on each other. So you do two damage to it, and I'm going to say it already hit you for that as a reaction to Daniel's move, so it's not going to hit you again, because that's just how that worked out. Congratulations, you did that. Deborah, are you ready for us to come back to your moral decision? I'm really not, um, but... Remember, Deborah only has seconds to decide, and you've had minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, before I make a decision, I just one, just one and a half, maybe three, two more, uh, five. Who knows? Questions. Um, Cindy's falling. Is there anything like nearby that could break her fall, or is just no matter how far around, she's just gonna hit the ground? Yeah, the ground can break her fall. Something else. <laughs> Well, she's kind of like on that corner where you were flying. You were kind of on the corner where like right where the security cameras are set up. So it's like there are shops on the other sides of the street. But where she's falling right now would be directly onto the concrete in the middle of the road. Okay. So there are shops that... Because what I'm trying to base is if she falls on the concrete, she's dead. Like, that's it. But if she fell on like a shop she's fallen too far at this point she cannot land on the shop she's going to either land on the concrete or you are going to swoop in and pick her up okay so i've i've came up with two decisions um i just need the audience's help should this next part be metal or should we try to be heroic what does the general consensus want us to do so hold on are you gonna save her you should this part be metal or heroic there are only two that's all i'm gonna say before i move on well um i I, feel like deborah is a little too angry right now to be heroic uh, yeah i so she's too you are by definition a monstrous so looking at it this way the public doesn't know who or what killed the kids if you show up on the footage and save her, she, or anyone that knows about what's been going on in the town, can see that and say, or and twist it into, you killed the kids. And you were basically toying or playing with your food when you were trying to save her. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. So, okay, so in this case, uh, I think I know what I'm going to do. Like, so in this like case... As morally bad as it is to let her die... It's, I, it is better if she dies because that's less trouble on us, and she can't yeah. cause any more pain or suffering on everyone else. Okay, yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. Um, so Deborah dropped Cindy and thought about trying to pick her up and realized that there's so many worse things that could have happened from this. So she looks down as this girl screams, realizing now this is the consequence. Death is her final matter. And as Sydney hits the concrete, Deborah's just going to kind of like look down and she just whispers, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. 
of humans thinking they can play God. And then she goes and just goes to the rest of the park. Yes! Yes! Good! Dang! That was... That was so good. Gosh, excellent. You... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you let her fall to her death in broad view of everybody on the live feed security camera. People definitely saw just this corpse... Well, living body become a corpse. <laughs> crack. Skull broken open on the concrete of the street. So after being metal, you're flying over the park trying to get away from this now, just angrily venting and clearing your head from this and being mad at humans and their stupidity at trying to play god and you look down and you see that there's still one troll down there and you see that same silvery silvery light from before what do you do well deborah's a moth she's gonna go to the light <laughs> oh man that's so good and you're going towards the light and you realize as you get closer it is in fact daniel who's holding this wicked-looking spear. and Was. Was holding. Was holding this wicked-looking spear that he yeeted. And as he yeeted it, I'm going to say it kind of fell onto the ground. And as it did, and you get closer, you see Daniel, who looks kind of impressive, and the light fizzles out from him as the spear <laughs> drops helplessly to the ground. And you see Bryn blast the troll with a wave of shadow energy, and the troll hit her back, and we are going to go back in order. And Daniel, what are you doing now? You see your aura kind of faded away from you at this point. Well, first, I mother to myself, I'm never throwing the spear ever again. And then <laughs> I just dash towards it. At best, I go and pick it up. At worst, I do a dive for it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for me. Uh, go ahead and roll and act under pressure to see how smoothly you pick up this spear. And if you do well enough, I'll let you make an attack in the same turn. All right. So 2d6, roll a 6 and a 1. That's 7. And act under pressure is cool. So that's 7 plus 1 is 8. And that 7 through 9, give me a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Yes. Uh, you are able to run forward, you swoop down, and you pick up the spear, and the hard choice you were going to have to make is... Nope, not hard choice. So, not hard choice or price to pay. I'm going to say it's a worse outcome is you went and you swooped down, you pick up the spear, and as you come out of the roll that you did rather effortlessly, you hold your spear out behind you in a cool superhero landing pose and you are a little bit closer to the troll than uh. you would have liked to be and it sees you and it's uh. raising both of its fists to crash down into you and Bryn what do you do? I would like to make like a wave of black energy just go out from me and try to push the troll back away from Daniel. Okay that would be attempting to move it to a position you want it to be at. I will let you do that. That is going to be a roll to kick some ass. Okay. It wouldn't be weird because I'm using magic. Mm, trying to move things and force them where you want them to is explicitly in the kick some ass category. Sounds good. Okay. I will say you have a plus one, though, for this because I think it being distracted by Daniel is pretty well and it's not looking at you right now. Okay, great. That plus one mitigates my minus one, so I have a nine total. 
Okay. I'll say this was like with your magic blast attack or whatever you use. What's it called? The... The big whammy. Yeah, the big whammy. So you doing a big whammy on this, let it get two damage. And actually, we this could work. But before that gets resolved, I'm going to give... Deborah, the option to do the help action, which would mean if you choose to help, you would tell me how you're helping to assist Mc- assist McKenna. Sorry, to assist Bryn in distracting the troll from from Daniel, which would give her a plus one on her roll. If you want to do that, so the troll's going after Daniel, and McKenna wants to, or, sorry, and Bryn wants to make like a power force to make the troll troll distracted. From specifically Daniel? Yeah, and if you give me a plus one, that's a ten. Okay, but I have to, like, describe how I'm helping. You describe how you're helping, and then you make a roll plus cool. Yeah. Okay. In that case, um, okay, so Deborah's there, looked at the sword, sees the situation. Um, I'm gonna say Deborah to help, just kind of does this ear-piercing shriek. Kind of like, you know how there are some whistles that bother dogs specifically because they're so high pierced? Yeah. Um, kind of like a shriek like that where, yeah, it is going to hurt a little bit everyone around, um, but it does do like that action of just, I lost focus for a second, like that type of feeling, you know, just a high-pitched scream in a sense. Yeah, I think you're more than able and, yeah, you're able to do that. So you're going to roll 2d6 plus cool to do that to see if it works. Okay. I was thinking about doing echolocation, but I realized that wouldn't help at the moment. Oh, these are much better dice. I like them. Oh, I have a minus one to cool. Dang it. It's a seven. Okay. Seven to nine. Your help grants them plus one to the roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger, which makes sense. So the troll was standing over Daniel, getting ready to pound down on him. You swoop down from the sky to try to intervene, and you're doing a a screech. It turns around and is going to reach to swat you out of the air. And Bryn, you were able to com- do a complete success, which lets you do the action of move it where you want it to. You are able to summon some shadows and you see like two arms. Actually, I'm going to say you see a, a few, quite a few arms, uh, almost like the knowledge from Full Metal Alchemist style, like little shadowy hands come reaching out, grab the troll, and throw it onto the ground. As Deborah, you are swooping down from the sky. And Deborah, this troll is now pinned. I will give you a plus one onto your next attack against this thing. Go ahead and roll to kick some ass if you would like to do so. Okay. Do I have to describe what I'm doing or? Well, you're already kind of diving at it, as we established, so I think this would be either a claw attack or a bite attack, whichever you, you want to do right now. I only have the teeth attack, so it'll be a bite. One of my D6s behaved poorly, so I'm switching it out. It's a nine. Did you add his extra plus one? Yes. Okay, so on um, that roll, the nine, you get a mixed success, so you hurt it, and it hurts you back. However, it was being pinned down. I will go ahead and allow you to take one less harm than you normally would, so you only take one harm. And I did five damage. Yes. One, two, three, four, five damage to it. And this troll is pinned onto onto the ground now as you tore into it, and it's not only on the ground, you're on top of it, and you bit into its throat, and it's going... (laughs) 
uh, still screaming. And Daniel, you ha- it is now your turn. You get up and you see that your teammates have pinned down this troll effectively onto the ground. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, the creature is pinned on the ground. Uh, I have the spear, right? Yes, you've picked it back okay. up. So I'm never letting this spear go ever again. I'm just gonna just try to jam it. It's laying on its back, right? Yes. Okay, so my idea is to stab it in its stomach, but have it be traveled, like, get get behind the rib cage and be able to pierce uh, vital organs without going through the bones. Alrighty, go ahead and roll to kick some ass for that. Alright, roll. Please, 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 please. <gasps> Alright, yep, that's good. Six, five, plus, was it, two? That's 13. Excellent. So you're able to stab into it. You got to choose one extra effect because you got more than a 10. You gain advantage. Take plus one forward. You inflict terrible harm. Plus one harm. You suffer less harm. Minus one harm. You force them where you want them. Hang on. Let me let me check my thing. I, okay, I'm still on two things. I'd rather, yeah, that, that, that's basically like my limit. So I will suffer less harm. Okay, so you go ahead and you suffer less harm, and which means I believe you just soak up the damage from this because you would take one harm, so you soak it up with your aura as it's kicking out trying to stop you from stabbing it. You grab your spear, and in one fluid motion as the moth woman has pinned it onto the ground and the shadowy arms are grabbing onto it, you grab your spear, hoist it by the side, and it easily pierces into the, the side of the, cre- of the troll through the rib cage and stabs and pierces its heart. And it screeches one last time. And falls silent. As you have killed this troll. And you guys are out of combat now. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that handled. Wow. And I thought you were useless two days ago. But um, we've got <sighs> some things to destroy. Maybe we have to figure out where Jack went. So he doesn't get killed by more of these things. <sighs> Shut it! I'm catching my breath! We don't have time! More <sighs> things could happen! <sighs> I told... I told... I told Jake to go hide and, you know, make sure I could still find him, though I doubt he listened to that last part. As you guys say that, you do see that there's a rustling in the trees in the park nearby, and you see Jake stumbles out, and he looks at you guys, and around at the dead trolls, everyone goes, what the heck? And then he sees you still glowing with your spear, and he goes, what, what the heck? And then he sees Deborah as the moth woman. Ah, what the heck? <laughs> and then just me, looking normal. Ah! Hi. Ah! <laughs> Maybe you should soothe him? Um, as the kid said... What the heck? I'm gonna say at Deborah went, ah, dang. Uh, <laughs> and just kind of like sat down on the ground in her form and didn't change yet. Okay. So you're just vibing in the moth woman form right now? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I'm gonna wait for Tyler, the one who has Sooth, to do something before I change. <laughs> I put my, I, I basically, I instinctually just kind of like put my spear away using the pocket dimension. I slowly, like, put my hands up, like, hey, 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 look, 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 I can tell you 
anything you need to know. Give me a question, I'll tell you what you need to know. You don't need to scream, you don't need to run away, you don't need to panic, just what do you want to know? Yeah, no, I, I'm good. It's just didn't expect to see, I don't know, magic from other people. Yeah, you and, and me both. What, you know what? How about this? It looks like you, you guys took, took care of the trolls. Uh, more will definitely be summoned unless we do something. I, uh, man, if we'll, uh, where's Sam? We need a, we need his, his and Sydney's amulet still in order to, to, to get this taken care of. I, 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 I was able to run back to the hideout and snag the rest of them while you guys were, were fighting these okay. things out here. So, so I don't know where Sydney is, but I w will find her and we'll, at least try to steal her amulet away from her. We'll we'll figure that out. Alrighty, alrighty, that that, that works for so, me. So, do you mind if I have the amulets? I mean, yeah, here you go. When he hands you the three that he has. Okay. Do you know about how many trolls were summoned? Oh, no way of knowing. Oh, okay. great. Okay. Now. You were following the kids, right, Deborah? Yes. Yes, I was. And after she says this, she like puts on her lipstick to go back into human form. Wow. Yeah, forget it. Uh, nah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay, look. How about this? If you want to forget, I could help <laughs> yeah. with that. No, no, no. What? The? No. Okay, okay, look. How about this? I won't mention to you guys the bippity-boppity stuff you guys are all dealing with if you don't mention to other people the bippity boppity stuff my people were dealing with and we can all just go our separate ways you leave town i go back to high school and move on with my life sounds like a plan unless we hear of the same things happening again then we might have to check in with you no god okay look i'll i'll burn the book okay I just need to know where the heck it is. You can't even find the book. Yeah, I know. You mean this one? Okay, so you stole that book. Cool, cool. Tell you what, meet me on the football field later today, and I'll I will bring have the rest of the pendants. All right, I'll go find track down Sydney wherever she's at and find her pendant. But there should be five. Honestly, honestly, I don't think that you should leave because these trolls have been hunting you. They kept trying to follow them back where you were. True. All right, then what do you suggest? We just go find Sydney. That's why I'm like, Deborah, do you know where Sydney is? You were following them. So Sam ran out. Uh-huh. Why don't Why don't y'all just go take a look at that concrete over there? And Deborah just looks down and she just sits down because it's sad for her. Um, and she just points over and says, Go look over there. Okay. So you guys go over there and investigate, and you see, of course, the gruesome sight. Oh. Okay, Deborah. Oh, oh dear. Oh. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, oh, oh no. Okay, what did we need from Sydney again? Um. Don't don't let him see this. I'm not sure. He's calm around me, but I'm not sure if I can keep him calm from this. Okay. Um. Well, we needed the amulet. Yeah, get. It, it, I'm told she has it, so it must be around her neck or her pockets. Okay, so I, you go back. I'll take care of this. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, you do find her necklace. So now you know there's hers, there's the other three. So there's, you have Jake's, you have Samuel's, you have Zach's, and you have hers. And then the fifth one, you know, is back at your back at your apartment. Okay. I would also like to make sure that there's no other magical aura around her. There's no more magic. There's no or more magic her. around her. Beside okay. the, the page. You find the pages on her. Okay, I'll take those. Check her leg, because there. I want to make sure that she was the person that could, that was controlling the trolls. Is it too metagamey for me to check the leg? I am going over the body to see anything magical. I think, yeah, you you don't know to okay, be looking yeah, for it, but okay, you do okay. find a weird just scar on her leg the stuff. that looks like it was self-inflicted to be a rune. Okay. Uh, I'll quickly jot down what the rune looks like. Well, okay. I guess I'll just leave her there and then we don't bring Jake down this way. And we'll go back and get the other amulet we have at my place. Where is Jake right now? Is he still at the... Did he leave? Uh, he's chilling with you right now. <laughs> but I'd say we do a jump cut, and you guys are able to just go your separate ways or whatever for the night. You all reconvene back on the football field this same evening. Hang on. Since it became night, do I heal from my damage? We haven't slept. Oh, I thought Oh, I thought you said... When you said jump cut, I, I had the impression... Never mind. It's it's okay. It's okay. You're gonna heal up just fine in in a little bit, and we'll get to that in a second. So you guys continue, and you all meet on the football field. Jake is there waiting for you guys. You see, he's got a little uh, bonfire pit set up and one of those like uh, old oil drums with uh, he's pouring gasoline in there and stuff. And he sees you all, and he goes, "Alrighty, uh, so let's go ahead and do this." And you see, he. Asks, he asks you, uh, can I uh, see that grimoire? Yeah. I hand him the grimoire and the pages. How, how badly do we really want to give up that grimoire? Well, you're going to burn it, right? Uh, oh, well, I was going to read the part at the end. I I know how to say some of the, some of the stuff. She, I, she was teaching us a little bit at a time. I know how to counteract the trolls and basically tell them to stop coming through. Here, why don't you show my friend... Detective Mayfield, uh, the part, and he can read it. Because I, I can read the language, oh, actually. Oh, perfect. Uh, that's a useful skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. So you go ahead and open the book, and as you're reading through it, he points you to the correct passage, and you read, you're reading this Nordic language, and you all throw the pendants in, and you see them melt away, and you see a flash happen across town, and you're able to see uh, the next morning, uh, as you guys are making your way back to town, that it was effective, and the antlered gateways around the park all seem to be different. They give off a magical aura that's no longer really active, <laughs> as though something's been sealed off there. And... You guys mark some sigils on them to keep the gateways closed there. And Daniel. Yes. As you were reading that, you guys are reconvening back at Bryn's place for a bit of well-deserved rest. You all agreed what, with, um... with Jake that he would go his own way and you guys wouldn't stick around and bother him. And you're sitting there 
thinking and you close your eyes to rest for a moment and you have vivid memories that come flooding back to you. You are Daniel Mayfield, but you also know that you have been traveling with another agent for the past six months. But he's not actually an agent. Neither of you were. And you remember his real name. Loki? Oh, you. Oh, no. This is, this is the last time that I trust him. You two hear Mayfield just having some sort of epiphany, revelation as he angrily yells, Loki, out into the... (laughs) into the evening air, the morning air with you in the room as you're all just gathering around drinking that good bean juice. He, you remember, Mayfield, that you were traveling with Loki, the Norse god of trickery, for the past six months. And you can't remember everything, and you don't know where he is, but you do know you're not supposed to be on this planet, and you don't want to be here any longer than you need to be. And that is where we are going to end this week's episode. Thank you for listening to the Friends from Far Away podcast. I would like to give a special thanks to Emily for the use of her music for the intro and outro for our show. You can find more of her music at rollforfantasy.com. And if you like what you hear from us, feel free to share and tell your friends about us. That's all for for now from us to you, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.